We have NBA trade deadline coming up. I want to preview it because a lot of news has come out, especially with the Celtics. March 25th, Thursday. I think it's around 3 o'clock somewhere around that time frame. A lot of teams on the cusp of trying to get to the playoffs are kind of iffy trying to make that big move, right? And I can see why. They're, they're still in the mix, and you don't want to give up too much talent to get some. So if I'm looking at the Celtics and what they need and how they run things, I tweeted this out probably about a month ago, and I said that the Celtics need Aaron Gordon and George Hill. Aaron Gordon came out and said that he wants to be traded from the Orlando Magic. And he wants to go to a contending team, a team that's in the mix, a team that has a good brand, a, a good market, I should say, for his brand. And I think Aaron Gordon is a perfect fit, a perfect fit for the Celtics because he's a versatile big. He can knock down the shots. He can rebound. He can block shots. He does everything exactly to form. When it comes to you know the Celtics and their needs, he is... He, I will sign, seal, and deliver Aaron Gordon to the Celtics. They would just have to swap the, the first-round picks. And, and so I think that's an easy win. You know, I look at Aaron Neesmith maybe thrown into the mix. I look at you know possibly Marcus Smart going to Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta's targeting him along with Lonzo Ball. I, I think uh, you know Marcus Smart going you know to, to Atlanta is going to hit hard for a lot of Celtics fans because – Right now, from a defensive standpoint, he's a heart and soul. Like, he, he does a lot of things, but he's hurting from that cap. You can see it. He can't do a lot. He's limited. And I hate to say it, but Danny always trades away damaged guts. He does. That's his job is to cooperate with management and ownership and find guys that they, he can plug and play into his type of situation and they could be successful, especially moving into this pandemic season. So... Isaiah Thomas injures his hip in the contract year, right? Well, what does Danny do? Danny says, no, 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 I'm not paying the money to you, Isaiah. I'm going to ship you off to Cleveland. Cleveland can pay you, but Cleveland didn't pay him, right? But Boston got Kyrie Irving in return. I think Danny has to use the perspective talent of what Marcus Smart could be for other teams. Because right now, Currently constituted, he is not a player that I would have eyes on if I'm another team because, one, the injury, and two, immediately what it would cost. So I know John, John Collins was thrown out there. You know, Bogdan Bajanovic, um, he's been thrown out there in trade talks. And I can most certainly see, you know, Celtics trying to get a shooter along with that type of player that has the capability of doing you know, whatever it takes, but they got to get their heads on straight. And if I may vent a little bit right now about what the Celtics need, they need to wake their asses up. The biggest reason, biggest reason, when you're up in the third quarter, right, go, going into the third, and then the fourth quarter hits, you take a break because you're up that many points, that's never a good situation. It's, it's like vice versa, too. When they're down, they throw in the white flag and they say, all right, you won the game, you can have it. It's a long season. Brad Stevens, long season. We just got to play better basketball. How many times have we heard that, right? And it's going to be a carousel. Carousel of reactions, carousel of what ifs, 
you know, and I think Danny, when you when you face challenges, you need to change something, right? So I think Ainge is doing exactly what he should do: go out, try to you know inquire on different players, see what's a fit, see what's a not, and, and get rid of the players that you feel like are just not putting up. And so if I'm looking at Marcus Smart and the capability, the capability is there and the productivity could be there, but it's not necessarily right there currently. And it's because of the injury, like I said, and the fact that he just dribbles and shoots all the time. And, you know, shout out to Jalen Brown because he has put it up. He's putting up. Jason Tatum needs to actually, you know, find his way defensively. Because defensively, he's it's going to translate to offense very, very quickly. And if I may give one advice, I play college basketball, so I kind of know you know what happens inside and out on the court. And I know that players go through a strict regimen and schedule, and I understand the traveling issues and, and things of that nature. But when you look at the free throw situation, free throw is all mental. If you can't handle somebody, you know, missing two shots on your own team you're going to then miss two shots on your own team for for yourself at the charity strike because you're mentally soft so and it it could be a number of things like you know tatum for instance he could be tired right covid got to him um he's had to go through that process and shout out to him for putting up um you know from from an offensive standpoint but he's got to be that all-around player that jalen brown is as well because in order for this to work, those two players got to be red hot every single night because the bench is just not there. And we saw it against Orlando. Yes, you know the bench came alive, but you're playing the freaking Orlando Magic. Let's just pump the brakes. And also, you look at the teams that they faced, and are they back like two years ago when players come to the Garden and they just put like 40-plus on the board against the Celtics? game that comes to my eyes actually is the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker. Devin Booker probably put up 45 points that game. And it's just like, can they find a way to ultimately remove that headache, remove that challenge? And can Brad Stevens get this team on track? Kendrick Perkins is all over it. And, And trust me, I hate his brand. I hate the fact that he's now famous and he's all over ESPN. But he does... Tell the truth. He might just say it louder than everybody else. I love my dad gets like frustrated because he's like, you know, Kendrick Perkins not even a good like analysis. He just yells and says things louder and rewords it. And I'm like, yeah, but like that's the entertainer and character that you have to kind of put on the show, right? When it ultimately comes down to the Celtics and what they need is they need a slight reset button. They need to slightly do something in order to get them more motivated. And I think the move for like a Marcus Smart trade could wake up a guy like Jalen Brown, could wake up a guy like Jason Tatum and say, okay, I signed a contract, Jalen Brown, I signed a contract for, you know, $20 million annually. You know, Jason Tatum, you know, he got the max, right? Um, So if that's a wake-up call to me if I'm in their shoes. If Marcus Smart gets traded, I'm saying, oh, Danny's not messing around. Like, I, I got to step up my game. So, is it the right message? Yes. Yes, it is. It is completely the right message, and I would not change it for a bit. I think it's exactly what the Celtics need. Um, Shooting-wise, they need shooters. <laughs> I, 
Last night, what did they shoot? 50%? That was lightning in a bottle. You cannot tell me that they'll go back on the court tonight and shoot 50%. They, that just doesn't happen. The momentum, the consistency is just not there this year. We hope it gets to that level. But ultimately, they need guys that can shoot. Because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, when they don't have to shoot the ball, they drive and kick extremely well. And, and passing the ball is ultimately going to be the X factor moving forward for those two. Because if they get Aaron Gordon, if they get Evan Fournier, or if they get uh, John Collins or Bogdan Vanjanovic or Harrison Barnes, they ultimately need to step up and start dishing out the ball and get those assist numbers up. Because when they have 30-plus assists, they're good. They're golden. The stat is surreal in years past. I think it's like, you know, 26 to uh, 26 and two, uh, two, two off seasons ago. Um, they, they like finish with like 28 plus assists. And, and that's the right mentality. You got to spread the ball. And one more thing before we get into the teams. Boston Celtics are hurting because they don't have Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward is probably the only playmaker on that team besides Jalen Brown. I think Jason Tatum is a good player, but I don't think he's necessarily a playmaker. I like Kemba Walker, but you know him. You know, if it's a pick and roll, pick and pop type of situation to Tice, maybe. But ultimately, he just tries to shoot and take as many shots as possible in order to find his rhythm. Gordon Hayward was that playmaker. He could do it all. He could score. He could find his own shot. He could create for others. He can cut to the basket. Simi Ojale kind of see it sometimes, but he's not a guy that you can just rely on, you know, in big moments and against big playoff teams. So my point about big playoff teams, the Bucks get P.J. Tucker for basically a bag of trash and D.J. Augustine. I like D.J. Augustine. I won't call him bag of trash. Um, the Nets are status quo, right? You, you look at the Nets, the Nets and you look at, what they put around, like Kyrie Irving and James Harden and Kevin Durant, obviously, but he's out right now. Once he comes back into the fold, I said this before the season even started, Brooklyn's going to the finals. You, you could just sign, seal, and deliver that. I don't think Milwaukee, I, I like Giannis, he's dominant, but he is not a guy, in my eyes, that could take over a game because he's not good at shooting the ball. He's not. He has to go to the hoop. You know, he says he, he wants to get good at shooting, but he doesn't put in the work. Hit up Drew Hanlon. Drew Hanlon will teach you how to work. So if in my eyes, if I'm looking at the biggest, brightest uh, achievement right now for the Brooklyn Nets, it, it's them getting to the finals. That's That would be massive for that organization. It would be bad for the Boston Celtics as you know how big of a, of a supporter I am, but they're targeting a defensive wing, the Nets. And it seems like, if you look at it, right, they, they got James Harden, right? They traded basically nobody. Karis Silver, Jared Allen, like, basically guys that they can get rid of, they did. And, you know, Spencer Tidwitty might be out the door, too. And they might get a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge. But targeting a defensive wing scares them. They are checking off the boxes for every single player that they want. And they're finding it, whether that's through trade, whether that's through free agency, whether that's through, you know, the G League farm system and what they have, you know, 
on the back end of two day con I mean um sorry, two way contracts. Um so if if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm doing exactly what I'm doing and nobody will stop me. Philadelphia 76ers, I, I've said this in the past too. I think Philly is a great regular season team, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be there in the end. Doc Rivers has always been on great teams, coaching great teams. And ultimately, when you look at the bigger picture and what um, you know Philly has to offer, you know, Simmons and B, they got shooters now with Danny Green. They could get out, you know, go go out and get a guy like JJ Redick or you know Bonjanovic, but they're gonna have to give up something. But ultimately, they they probably will. But it it's exactly what Doc Rivers did with the Los Angeles Clippers. They were a great team, top three, top four in the West, but they haven't been able to close that book, that next chapter. And Doc Rivers has a lot to do with that. And I think he's, a, like I said, good regular season coach. And he's won a championship with the Boston Celtics. But he's only won one, right? He's only won one. Um, you know, he's a successful point guard in the NBA. So he's a player's coach. This, this isn't to knock Doc Rivers. This is to challenge him. This is to say, Doc, if you want to get back to being elite, you've got to beat teams that are elite in the playoffs because the bigger factor with Doc Rivers is he's a player's coach. He knows what players want. He'll give what players want. And that's exactly what they'll do come the trade deadline or, you know, in the offseason for free agency. But the Nets, I mean, they're a good team. Philly, they're unbelievable right now. We'll see what they can do to hold that. The Heat, they got Trevor Reza. Okay, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Those are type of names out there for Kyle Lowry uh, and the Toronto Raptors. I can definitely see them trying to make a big, big push for Kyle Lowry. Um, but look at the Hawks too, right? The Hawks are just, they're what, five seed? And the Celtics are, are right there with, with like the seventh seed. They could get up to the sixth tonight if they beat Memphis. Um, but the Hawks, are they buyers? Or are they sellers? And I think Lonzo Ball is a very good asset to have um, because he is a, a floor general. He's a guy that can facilitate, set the offense, active hands on defense. I, I think he'd be great for the Clippers. I know there's a lot of talk out there for the Clippers. And I know, you know like I said, with the Hawks, he's definitely out there as well. So... If I'm looking at it from the Atlanta Hawks standpoint, are they sellers or are they buyers because they could sell for um, you know John Collins and Bonjanovic, but they got and, and Cam Reddish could be involved too, but also Lonzo Ball will they will they take a shot at that? So I, I know Thursday is very very close. Obviously, it's only Monday. Things can happen, especially when I call my shots. I I really think. You know, a lot of times it happens. It comes to fruition. I said Celtics are going to look at Campbell Walker. Campbell Walker signed with the Boston Celtics. And also, Aaron Gordon. I said Aaron Gordon a month ago would be exactly what the Celtics need. There are reports out there that the Celtics are now emerged as the front runners. Let's see what they can piece together in order to get to that point. 
Um, but I mean, if they're willing to swap first rounders, <laughs> like I said, sign, seal, deliver. Danny, call up Orlando Magic right now. Tell him I want Gordon. I want him in a green uniform. Get him on a winning franchise. Get him in a marketing city, and then he can make his name. He can make his face, and let's see what he's made of. And if he doesn't write out the contract and he doesn't play well, you flip him for an asset. That's what Danny Ainge is really good at. It's not all about the first move. It's about the next move. And he can honestly solidify solidify the talk that he's been talking on 98.5, the sports hub with Toucher Rich. You know, week in and week out, you know, he, he sees it. And he says, ah, like, you know, we're just not playing well. We're not playing Celtics basketball. We're not good enough to win a championship. We suck. And that's all true, but actions speak loud in the words. So if you're going to put your chips in, you might as well put your chips in um, to save the season. And to save the season meeting, you currently constituted the Celtics are not going to win the championship. They need to ultimately go on a fast, motivated run like the Miami Heat did last year in order to get to the championship. The Celtics have the makeup, the talent. They don't have the identity. That's something that's not found. You hear it all the time with Brian Scalabrini and Kendrick Perkins on the pregame show. Ultimately, what it comes down to is guys just need to step up on both ends. Because you see guys take nights off on defense, and that's what happens. Transition defense is probably the worst I've seen I've ever watched the Celtics. It's probably the worst. And we're talking about a team like Jordan Crawford and um, was Isaiah Thomas and Evan Turner. You know, all these guys, that was, <laughs> that was a stinky team, but they knew how to win. And they knew how to play defense. They had like one of the best defensive ratings when, you know, it was IT days. When it was, you know, time to put on, you know, your boots and start walking onto the floor of the TD Garden and put up or shut up. And you look up at those banners and you say, oh, that that's what I'm playing for. And you, that's the motivation. It's not all about, you know, the style, the look, the money. It is. It ultimately, that's the elephant in the room, is guys want to be that. But you ultimately, if you want to be a winner, like Bill Russell, you know, Bill Russell has the most wins in, in championship history. And, and you look at that guy, right? And what does he do? He just goes about his business. He's not like, you know, he, he sees himself as a top three player, but he's not like MJ. He's not like, you know, what Kobe used to be. These guys have shrines. These guys have shrines, but ultimately, what you know what Bill Russell has? Bill Russell is a successful person because he found a way to win it when it mattered. And was it like a good time for basketball? I mean, this time of era is different from the previous era, but I ultimately like what I see. As far as last night goes, I like what I see out of the Celtics. Let's see what they can do to continue, continue this momentum. It's all about consistency with basketball. I hate the factor of Brad Stevens saying it's game out, game in and game out. You're gonna have games where you play well, you play bad. It's a you know make or miss league. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. You have to ride off the momentum of wins in order to be the the factor when it's all said and done at the end of the year. And defensive rating has to go up. 
And, and that's one thing that if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm going after a 3 and D type of guy. A guy that can knock down threes and a guy that can play defense. And ultimately a big, to compliment Rob Williams, Rob Williams has been substantial this season. He's been like the catastrophic figure that Danny Ainge and company needed. And he ultimately lived up to his end of the bargain. So I, I think the Celtics have a lot of talks. I think they're in on a lot of players. I think they have a lot of, you know, thinking to do when it comes to, oh, should I, you know, put Marcus Smart out there for trade? Yes. That's exactly what you do. You you got to send your guys a message. And you say you're, you're not untouchable. You can be replaced. And that, that goes for Tatum too, man. I got to see this guy step up. I know he's young. And I know he's going to be an elite player. But the fact that he's digressed, that's not good because his development from an offense and defense standpoint last year was at an all-time high. And I felt like Jalen Brown has now came into the mix, which is great, but you got you to have both guys at that level in order to be you know top three in the East and ultimately a contender. So consistency, maintain it. Defensive standpoint, got to step up. Got to be in the top five defensive ratings, top 10. Get in the top 10. If you get in the top 10, that's fine. Free throws. Make your damn free throws. You get to the tragedy strike, <laughs> especially if you're a shooter. Like, real quick, if you're a shooter, okay, and you're missing threes, what do you do? You go to the hoop. You get fouled. You take free throws. And then what happens? You, you make those free throws. You have to. It, it, it's just so ugly. It is so ugly. I think it was the Wizards game, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And you just look at the Celtics and you say, you guys left like 10 to 12 points. 10 to 12 points on the board if you can just knock down your free throws. And offensive rebounds. These offensive rebounds, again, that that has to come from within. Those are hustle plays. Those are mentality-focused plays. Those are workmanship plays. If you don't have it, sayonara. See you later. You're, you're a professional basketball player. Your job is to knock down free throws in order to make yourself think of the next play. Like Danny Ainge does with his moves. He makes a move, but he ultimately thinks of the next move, right? And that's what you have to do on the court is you have to solidify that first move in order to get to the second move, that second level. And that second level is seeing the ball go in the basket. If you can have that go into the basket, Celtics will be fine. 